from runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 426, bringing Yammer to your organization with guest Chris Poteet. Recorded Tuesday, May 26th, 2015. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. My guest today is Chris Poteet, and he works at Portal Solutions, crafting enterprise content management solutions for organizations on the SharePoint platform, and has a particular interest in collaboration experiences built with dynamic user experiences. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Richard. Glad to be here. And uh, we met at Ignite, and, well, along with 22,000 of our other closest friends. We did. It was an, quite an amazing experience. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I think I saw you maybe an hour or so when we were all at the community lounge together. What was your Ignite like? So my Ignite was a little bit of sticker shock from just the amount of information that I had to take in. But um, because I'm a SharePoint specialist, I was interested largely in the SharePoint content. So just seeing the emphasis on what cloud first mobile first means yeah and um how to decipher that into practical application for the clients that i have to serve was probably my biggest takeaway so did you go to TechEd in the past or just regular sharepoint shows how do you get connected to ignite so my normally and attend things like sharepoint saturday and yeah. sharepoint events like i'll be speaking at sharepoint nashville in two weeks um, mm-hmm. and so those are the big ways that I've become involved in the community. So Ignite was my first major Microsoft conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, of course I come at it from a tech ed perspective. So I was used to 10,000 people and, and the diversity of topics, but I've also been to like a dedicated SharePoint show at the Mandalay Bay with 7,000 just SharePoint people, mm-hmm. which is really kind of cool because they all kind of have a relationship with SharePoint. Like the, you can talk to anybody mm-hmm. pretty easily in the space. So Absolutely. it was my, my, one of my challenges with Ignite is there's so many people with so many different areas of interest. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that really stuck out for me too was the amount of technical breadth that was there from the amount of people that attended the conference too. So there wasn't one monolithic type of person. I expected it to be more uh, of a technical edge. And there certainly were many technical people, but a lot of business decision makers, a lot of different people. So you had quite a varied audience there. Um, yeah, it was it was really all over the map. I mean, the office folks, from the office folks to a few developers mm-hmm. to, you know, hardcore cloud guys to serious SharePoint guys. It was a little bit of everything. I, I'm interested to see how it evolves next year. Mm, absolutely. So you did this cool talk at Community Lounge B about Yammer. How did you get involved with Yammer? Like, that's the acquisition that Microsoft made. It is. And Yammer has become somewhat part and parcel with anything that I do with SharePoint these days. So... A while ago, to give you a little bit of history, there were three main social products that existed as the social enterprise 2.0 jump was starting to happen a few years ago. The first was Microsoft. They had their own social offering inside of SharePoint. This is in the SharePoint 2010 version. So they had the ability to post notes and post on microfeeds and all of that. 
The second was NewsGator. NewsGator was used to, in the back in the day, make an RSS reader, but they have since uh, evolved to become a, a SharePoint add-on company, and they created a social enterprise tool. And the third was this budding tool called Yammer. And we started playing with Yammer a few years ago when it started up, and we started to realize its potential, but we started to use a lot of NewsGator for clients because the on-prem world was still so much bigger at the time than it was today. That has certainly been a big evolution. But as we have seen, as Microsoft has embraced software as a service, they want to get you in Office 365, want to get you in on their in their platform, in their space. They obviously have the interest inside of Yammer as a really powerful cloud-based tool. So now NewsGator has been relegated to the, the annals of history. Um, SharePoint Social still has something provided for you in SharePoint 2013, but in Office 365, you can turn it all off and just use Yammer. And so the last tool standing today is is Yammer. And so when we go into a client's, we don't ask, do they want Yammer? We assume they already do. And so we have to work within that framework from the beginning. So did NewsGator actually go broke or disappear? Like what happened? I remember the product. Mm -hmm. I just haven't used it in forever. Yeah, no, it's still around. I should say annals of history as far as the kind of consulting that we're doing. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, so they're still around. And I think they're a little bit uh, jaded that they didn't get bought out by Microsoft. Um, but it's kind of the way it was, even though they offered powerful integration that went way beyond what Yammer did, even to this day, their integration was much deeper than what Yammer did all the way down to site definitions. Still, Microsoft wanted to embrace the software as a service. So, right. So it was the the service model that mattered there, not Mm -hmm. so much just the integration. That interesting, right? The politics of an acquisition. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was just embracing what Microsoft was already heading. So, um, it's when I saw the Yammer acquisition, I always preferred Yammer's interaction as a user experience person. I think they did the social interactions much better. Huh. But as we, as we saw them interact and, and as all those two companies go head to head, it just became clear that Yammer is a cloud-based software service solution that could really be disruptive in an organization because you can go and sign up for a free account and get up and running before anyone ever has any blessing, which can be perceived as a good or bad thing. Um, yeah, so Yammer was very exciting and NewsGator just had the overhead that Microsoft didn't want. Hmm. Interesting. Well, and my exposure to Yammer then is as a, as an MVP, there are MVP lists mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, so I get regular email. I have a Yammer account and I get regular email digests of, of various conversations and so forth. Do you use Yammer internally or is it just out your customers? Like, wait, what do you do with it day to day? So yeah, we use it internally as an organization. So we, we, it's, it's a continuing ongoing pilot, as I like to call it. Um, as it's funny as companies create intranets, sometimes the last uh, intranets that get the attention they deserve in the world are those by internet companies. So yeah. we're, still, we're still piloting a lot of Yammer stuff, but we use it pretty extensively internally. And it's our main mode of um, non-email communication. And then What's I, the line? The cobbler's children have no shoes. Absolutely. Right? Yes. That is exactly <laughs> the case here. And um, I also participate in a couple SPM and a couple other Office 365 groups on Yammer. So I, I use it pretty extensively of, of my own interest. So when you're pitching this to the non-tech person or to the you know technical decision maker types, the executives, well, what does it do that makes it compelling? So I think, well, what that has, that has actually changed. So I would say 
two to three years ago, I was doing much more pitching and trying to say, okay, here's, here's what the platform can bring to you in terms of like knowledge management retention, expertise of the crowd, um, and, and lack of addiction to things like email, all those kinds of benefits that exist. Um, but today I, I don't have to sell Yammer anymore. In fact, I walk into places where they already have, they've already stood up a Yammer instance and piloted in front of a few people. In fact, I just did some user research recently for an organization out in Boston and they wanted to do a social internet. So when we brought in, they said, this is what we want to do. And they had already piloted Yammer. So it was just basically us wow. retrofitting Yammer to what we thought they needed for the best solution. So, I mean, the idea of a social media system around a workplace is just not that weird anymore. No, and you might, as you hear more nomenclature that comes out, and my company likes to talk about digital workplaces, Yeah, and the digital workplace is predicated on a lot of social interactions that happen outside of a lot of traditional means because people aren't co-located as they once anymore. Right. Um, as, as, as for me, my company is actually has headquarters in Boston and DC, and I'm actually in Louisville, Kentucky. So I have okay. to rely on some of these tools to, to be able to stay engaged. There, once upon a time, I made in a couple of businesses that I was involved in. We used IRC a lot mm-hmm. because it was just a play again, distributed people, a place to chat, a place that kept a record. So when we were diagnosing something, like having that actual chronology of discovering a problem, Different people getting involved in diagnostics, finding, you know, sort of identifying it. The right person comes in to make the fix. The fix it made gets applied. There's a problem. You know, that whole iteration. Mm-hmm. To have the truth of what happened in that, not a summary. Yeah. I found it wildly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And it still is today. I mean, to me, the knowledge management benefits are some of the most interesting aspects of social. The fact that I can take otherwise uh, anecdotal conversations that appear between one to two people and mm-hmm. happen out in the open, which some people used to be more hesitant about something like that because they would feel that it would downgrade their, it's one of the knowledge management conundrums, right? How do you make that, um, Im- implicit to more tacit knowledge? Uh, right. Or excuse me, tacit to implicit. Um, how do you make it? How do you, how do you, how do you feel that conversion? And social tools have really helped with that ability to be able to do that. And so I think it's the, the number one benefit. You can talk all day about, how it reduces email chains, all these types of other things. And those are true and they're great. But the yep. fact that we can make organizations, uh, organization knowledge searchable is to me the biggest benefit. Right. Just it's, it is that capture of how people came to discuss to conclusions and, you know, they having the overall truth there. Yeah, absolutely. What about in relationship to the whole exchange? Um, online presence, uh, universal communication link thing. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was supposed to cover all of this. Why do we need Yammer as well? Yeah. So the story there between is still out to be written on how much, mm-hmm. you know, the, the integration will happen between on those particular tools. I mean, we're seeing the, the, we're seeing a lot of these consumer products come in and affect the, uh, enterprise world more and more beyond just right. beyond your own device. I mean, we're seeing, Link becomes Skype for business, right? And, yep. And they certainly help us to be able to have those kinds of conversations, interact in a more personable way. Um, but a lot of what happens in, in Skype or Skype for business or, uh, email to do still remains siloed. I can't search across multiple email 
mailboxes unless it's federated right. and set up and have all these permissions and all this kind of other things. So it still provides the benefit to have that open, um, free dialogue to help in your knowledge management and other types of pursuits that Skype for Business and Exchange, they're, they're there to supplement. But I, I see Yammer more as a way not really just to augment those conversations, but to hopefully reduce some of them as well. Yeah. Before you ask a question, search Yammer. It may have already been answered. Yeah, absolutely. Without all the formality of a service manager or a fact tool or things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. um, yeah. And so, yeah. So there are lots of initiatives like eDiscovery that are supposed to help across those types of yes. things. So I can search and, you know, across things like link conversations and all that. But those are for very specific use cases for very specific reasons. So. Well, yeah, when you talk about discovery, there's always a legal element to it. Mm -hmm. And it was originally a private conversation, so it's phrased different ways. I mean, I think Yammer's more upfront. Yeah. Everybody can see this, yep. act accordingly. Right. As opposed to, you know, when you go through it, having worked on the discovery process with Exchange, it's like you are reading people's personal conversations in email. Yeah. They are going to say and do things thinking it was just the two of them, which, I mean, rule number one is don't write anything in an email you aren't prepared to defend in public. Absolutely. But uh, at the same time, you know, it there's a high threshold. It shouldn't just be casually searchable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it sounds to me like the whole strength of Yammer is easily searchable dialogue. Absolutely. And I, I still think that maintains one of the best benefits of the tool. And so when organizations see its benefit, even in small ways where, yeah. you know, they're looking out and they're trying to find the cafeteria menu, all of a sudden they can find it in Yammer and they can't find it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, again, again, you're picking up those things that we used to have for sort of formal structure around mm -hmm. a ticket management system for, for errors. Uh, you know, the whole, how do you contribute to a wiki or to any kind of portal thing mm -hmm. to just have it be conversational? That's really an interesting solution to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And speaking of wikis and blogs, you know, they're all very powerful tools and they have you know, great use cases for them. And it was originally, they were the, really the foundation, a lot of what Microsoft was trying originally in the, the SharePoint 2010, 2013 days on the social end. But they have really since fallen by the wayside as Yammer has become really an effective tool to be able to allow all of that. So it doesn't mean that they've been replaced per se, but they've, Yammer has definitely been more. Given successful. a choice of all of them, this is where people end up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, Chris, give me one sec to pay the bills because Ron has radio is brought to you by script rock, the makers of guardrail and the fighters of configuration drift configuration drift happens in every environment from five nodes to 5,000 guardrail will find and scan the configs of every node in your environment, no matter the platform and alert you to changes happening across machines. Give it a try for three months free with coupon code run as radio, all one word at scriptrock.com slash run as radio. All right. I'm sold. Give me some yammer. What do I got to do? So Yammer is really great because you can go with an organizational email account, um, sign up for one and then allow people from that match that organizational email to go in and sign up and within minutes have a completely up and running Yammer instance that you can start inviting people to. So it's by far one of the most dynamic tools to really 
That is terrifyingly viral. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but I think the terrifyingly viral part of it is what Microsoft really loved about it. Oh, I see. And um, yeah, as the vendor, that's awesome. I mean, you talk about SharePoint is, was remarkably viral, and that thing had a pretty tough install process. Yes, absolutely. But how many? I can't tell you how many shows I've done about how you know where IT folks have got to go out and find SharePoint installs all over their organization. Oh yeah, yeah, and that used those rogue SharePoint installs used to be a big problem. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how does Yammer stop the rogueness? If oh. you if it right away is just like go there, sign up, off you go. So you can technically limit it by organization. So you can go in there and say, I don't want people in my organization to be able to use it with these email addresses and all that. Okay. So, so it's mapped to the email address. Yes, it's all mapped around email addresses. And so as soon as I use a company domain in that email address, if there's already something going on in Yammer, it's going to find it, sync it, we're good. Yeah, and so that's what makes it easy and and like you said terrifyingly viral, but uh very <laughs> exciting. I like that phrase. I'm going to I'm going to steal that. Terrifyingly viral. Well, because exactly that, the person who's decided that they, this IT doesn't have to say we're going to start using Yammer. Mm-hmm. It's anybody, the first person to use that given domain email is sort of going to dictate the terms from there. Yeah. And I think or people how are, do you, how do you yank that back as an IT guy? Yeah. Well, I think that's a big question for IT people to, to, to worry about. And certainly they can, you know, close them down, close them by domains, but. I think people are just tired of waiting on IT to to give yes. them the kind of transformation that they need to to use new tools, and so that's why these all these software as a service offerings have become so extremely popular. I mean, one hypothesis I have, is yeah, but just because from an IT perspective, it's like if people care enough to have done this themselves. You should be supporting it, not resisting it. Just yeah. make sure it's compliant. Yeah. You know, we have a set of rules about how we're supposed to handle information and so forth. As long as it follows in those rules, why wouldn't you encourage this? And that's why Office 365 actually went to a talk on the new compliance center. And so compliance is uh, an extremely important topic. Um, maybe one of, one of the most important topics. So they're very well aware of that and enabling IT business people to to make good decisions around how to use these technologies. Interesting. Okay. So how do we get it? Does this run just in the cloud? I'm nothing on prem. Like there's just no choice there. No, there's no choice. There's no such thing as Yammer on premise. So, okay. So you can, you can essentially go and sign up for yammer.com and, and that's it. And so we, I was hoping to hear a little bit more at ignite about, you know, some of the more future vision of, the integration that's coming down between SharePoint and Yammer, but we fortunately didn't get a ton of the details as we wanted, but um, they still live largely in some separate silos. There's some degree of integration between the two, but we're still waiting to see as Microsoft grows the two uh, related technologies as they continue to converge together because neither of them are going anywhere. And so um, it seems like we're, we're just waiting to see what are the exciting things Microsoft is going to do so in the interim. We're left to use the APIs and do some other diff- interesting things. Right. Like well, s- now we walk into that same old problem. This is the, you know, as a SharePoint guy, you know this very well. Mm-hmm. We have this schism now between the on-prem version of SharePoint and the cloud version of SharePoint. They're not the same product. Not every site is going to lift and shift, nor does every customer want to lift and shift. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to bring Yammer in, now we, you know, from an IT perspective, it's like, are we okay having these conversations in the cloud? Because they're in the cloud. 
Yeah. And I went to the, the talk by Bill Bear on what's new for um, SharePoint professionals in SharePoint 2016. And he flat out admitted that SharePoint 2016 is a snapshot of their cloud offering. So for the yep. first time, we're seeing it's not a matter of the the on-prem version affecting what's going on in the cloud. It's completely reversed. So that yeah. is a totally new world that we have to learn to live in. Well, and this happened to has happened to Exchange, and it's really happened to Windows Server too, right? I mean, for the most part, all the system center stuff they're being informed by the cloud now. The cloud gets the features first, and at some point they declare a version and push it down. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's a much better tested piece of software. You certainly know it's going to scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's the big emphasis that Bill made on the tool is that it'll be the best tested, high, most highly scalable version of SharePoint to date. So, Well, yeah. I, I feel like SharePoint kind of knows what it is now, finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it went a lot of different directions. It did. You're absolutely right. And I think it's just focusing on the core aspects right now of just the collaboration sites, um, what it's really meant to be, even though we're seeing different things with Office 365 groups that are starting to intrude a little bit on what is traditionally thought of as SharePoint yes. of space. But what's different about Office 365 groups is that they are more integrated across email, link conversations, and the Yammer as opposed to the traditional SharePoint sites. So um, we're definitely seeing a downplay of the SharePoint brand, as it were, um, and using its constituent parts to enable new ways of integration like Office 365 groups. Well, and just this idea of how do I collaborate with my organization? How do I make sure that everybody can find the documents they're looking for? Like, that's the pieces we're looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so whether or not it's SharePoint or not, per se, it's almost ancillary to the point. And I, I got to imagine if you have a conversation in Yammer about a set of documents in a SharePoint share, you're going to be able to find that conversation and it'll lead you to the right share. Mm, absolutely. That's interesting. Hey, what about Active Directory or anything like that? How do I map ent- identities here if, when I onboard a new person? Uh, in, into Yammer? Yeah. Yeah. So it's st- they still have their own uh, identity management. You still create for for the longest time. You had your own. This is this is very very recent. Only very recently have you can you now do single sign on in the Office 365 world between Yammer and your accounts in right. 365. So that's very new. For the longest time, they completely existed as a cloud account that was unrelated to your on-prem kind of AD accounts, but now that's changed. So now we just flipped it on recently in our organization. So when I go in to sign into Yammer, I now get the Office 365 login. I don't get the Yammer one anymore. Right. So. Well, now, you know, my whole question then is not, it's not the onboarding, it's the offboarding. Mm-hmm. When this person leaves the organization, it, how do I get that email address out of Yammer? Yeah. Essentially. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, but that and so that's absolutely a problem. Like it's yes, yes, I bl- I believe so. Yeah, how do I, I how do I get? And there are other there are other you know we talk about Yammer like it's all roses. There are definitely things that need to mature in the product. Uh, I'll give you a really concrete example right here. So this product that you got a chance to see me build for yes. an organization. Um, w- one of the business objectives that was clear on it was we wanted to see social interactions increase by 30%. Well, that seems like that should be a pretty easy metric to be able to get across. I can say by a point in time, how social, quote unquote, were we versus now. But right. the analytics in Yammer are a lot left to be desired. There's a lot left to be desired. So 
Yeah, there's a huge mining potential there. You just see the ambient conversations. Yes. This is also where you get into tools like Delve in mm-hmm. the Office 365 place. Like, I feel like we're all racing towards the same problem from different directions here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's still interesting to me what narrative Microsoft is going to put around the integration of all these different pieces. Yeah. All, it- all, all the next gen portals and, and of the SharePoint pieces and Delve and as one of them and Yammer, the new CAM portal. Well, I'm still waiting to see how is this going to funnel into one interesting unified experience. Yeah, tell me there's a plan. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, so because we'll I have been in the situation where there simply wasn't a plan, but I I think there is here. They just haven't articulated it well. Yeah, I think so too. And so that's what I'm really waiting to see. That's what I was hoping to see more in Ignite, but I think we'll hear more of it in the subsequent months, um, especially since they're so open with the Office 365 roadmap, which is a great thing that has changed on the Microsoft end. It used to be we all kind of wrangled our hands waiting to see what happened in the next version of SharePoint, how it would change our lives and for Exchange people or Link or whatever it may be. But now with the Office 365 roadmap that's public, you can go and see very easily, you know, what's coming down the pike, how is it going to change the way you work, and you can prepare yourself for it. So they've done right. a good job with that. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot in there. So are there, how do people go wrong with Yammer then? I think people. This is a viral sort of product. Like, I'm sure things can go wrong. Sure. No, things go wrong. And I think things go wrong when obviously there's, you can't just set and forget Yammer, right? Yeah. It has to be, it has like any good tool like SharePoint or otherwise, like SharePoint needs a good information architecture in order to leverage the best of search and categorization. Yammer has its own um, tools that it needs to be set up too. from like, what are the right groups to be able to use? And not just the right groups, who are the right people to pull into this? So right. there's still an adoption problem um, for any new technology. But I think when you just open up a tool and you say, now, here you go, go and get it. And you don't concentrate your pilot on specific people to work as evangelists and to see things work and to showcase people. That's the big thing. And the second big thing that I read in the Harvard Business Review recently is that social tools are failing a lot in the organization because of a lack of executive buy-in to the products themselves. Right. So when that doesn't happen, when you don't see, when your CEO continues to rely on email to send out the important, you know, information about whatever town hall you just had and doesn't go to Gamer to post that, it sends an implicit message about how you feel about the technology. Yeah, this is not important. Yes, yes. Right. So. So, this, I mean, part of this has got to be a commitment right at the senior levels to make sure that our main messaging is going out that way. Absolutely. Or at least included. Yep. Absolutely. You know? And when it's okay. not, then it always ends up failing. I mean, it's just, and it's, it's for any technology, you know, it's not, it's not as difficult in the, the Skype for business and the exchange worlds because they're going to want to use email and they're going to use those. But when they don't show buy-in to something like SharePoint, we've always seen, or something like Yammer 2, it just falls apart. In fact, sometimes it even, uh, if you will, it breaks my heart to leave a company sometimes after we've been consulting with them for several months, knowing that as soon as we walk out those doors, it's going to fall Never going to be used. Yep. Yeah. And you, you, I've done enough consulting to know when it's stuck and when it hasn't. Yeah, yep. You know, so like, you know that. Okay. You know what that's like. And so it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating at times. And as much yeah. as you warn them, they just have to understand it for themselves. and. Yeah, what's the lollipop here? Like, what gets people hooked on Yammer? Um, I think the thing that gets people hooked on it the most, um, when I think of what what is the most exciting part of it, 
besides the parts that I mentioned on the cam end of it, I think mm-hmm. people love the ability to discover people and communicate with people that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to be able to do. Right. Um, so in my organization, for example, in my organization is not very big, um, but there are still times that normally I wouldn't talk to certain people. But when I go out to post a question to an area, I wouldn't think that's the first person I'm going to go and ask the question, but they end up having the answer for me. Right. Yeah. So being able to ask a question of the whole group mm-hmm. is part yeah. of the power here, really. Yeah. Collective knowledge is not, not a buzzword that is, uh, that, uh, is not worthwhile. It's very true that when we tap into that, that we can see lots of things happen quickly. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had people say, Oh man, I wish I would have posted that to Yammer because then I would have found the answer much easier. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, I think those are cool when it enables your work. It enables you to be more effective and doesn't have that stigma of being just a kind of a Facebook for the enterprise where it's not, it's only getting in the way of your productivity, not increasing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible thing to call it. Yes. Facebook for the enterprise means time sync. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though Facebook now does have Facebook for the enterprise. Yes. Um, still, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's very different. It's very different from enabling your work and the kinds of relationships and, and these new digital workplaces that we want to build. So those, that's what's exciting about it. And I still get excited yeah. about it today, even in the midst of doing the same kind of consulting. It's still very exciting. You still got that sort of chicken egg problem of, yeah, you're the only person in your organization signs up a Yammer account. Conversation is going to be short. You've yeah. got to get other people in. Yeah. Right. To be Absolutely. Able to, Yep. It's almost like you have to evangelize it to get enough people on board to get to that tipping point where it's like, what, you're not on the Yammer yet? Get over there. That's right. That's why we usually suggest pilots with targeted people when we go out and we do research with organizations. There's always going to be a special uh, type of person that's going right. like, to say, okay, I bet. It doesn't always have to be the social media manager either. That someone's mm-hmm. like, okay, I bet these people were going to be the best people to use this. And I'll give you a quick example. So sure. there was on this most recent example, I went to Boston. We were interviewing different audiences for the, the new internet that we were building. And we interviewed the enterprise admins, the people who were, you know, they were secretaries, but they had, they had a level of clout that uh, isn't normal for a secretary. And I just watched in a group as they talked amongst each other, the kinds of social interactions that they had and the kinds of things that they wanted from each other. And I thought, wow, this is going to be the perfect pilot group for this technology. Mm-hmm. So finding that perfect pilot group, you can build a story around it really is compelling. Yeah, maybe a some a, some special project, some offsite or things like that where people need to communicate remotely mm-hmm. and Instead of consolidate a bunch of knowledge, just see, then you have an exemplar for the next group of people that come in. Absolutely. Here's how it was used for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's really interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm fascinated, Chris. This sounds like, it sounds very contagious. Like yeah. that's something I would want. Yeah, it is. And, and when people really see the power of it, then it's, it's very hard to turn it off again. So it becomes right. something that it becomes as integrated as email and, and, and more powerful in very, very real and tangible ways. So it's a very exciting technology to use. So very Facebook-like then. They got that addictive aspect. It's just hopefully it's addictive in a way that is useful for the organization instead of damaging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 that's what well, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that stigma slowly go away as people realize, okay, I understand the 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 the, propos- the value proposition here. What's happening? And then people just get super excited about it, and they come to us saying, "We want a Yammer-based internet," and then we get to build cool solutions based on that. That's awesome. Hey, Chris, super fun to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Richard. It's been fun. 
and we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio. 